<laughs> What's good, y'all? <laughs> I was just laughing at the comedy behind my song, Shut Up. It's quite funny and available on all digital music streaming platforms. <sighs> Shut up. An anthem. A phrase that's never gonna ever, ever, ever get old. Anyways, this is the Goody Jar Blog Presents Storytime with Naya Good. <laughs> A plethora of delicious topics and stories. This is season one, episode six. I don't know why I'm still reading from the teleprompter when I read the intro, but hey. <laughs> All right, so this is gonna probably be a hefty show because I haven't recorded in a minute. Um, you know, I've been just, you know, trying to get my mind right a lot. May is a really, a really interesting month for me. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Um, and so I needed to really just kind of, you know, do what I do. But I'm back with story time with Nia Good. And in today's story i got some I, listen i'm not even going back to talk about that and for I, I don't have one of them stories today but i'm talking about some stories that's circulating um and this is also uh episode six so like this is probably i'm only gonna do like seven episodes per season because seven is just a divine number so the season finale is coming up here really soon um, and so I've got some amazing personal stories to, you know, end the season with. But this uh, story segment is not, it, it's going to be a little controversial. You know, I'm just saying, because I've been seeing some shit that's just crazy these days. But anyway, so in this segment, I do a little storytelling. Since I've been told I have a way of telling stories, I envision myself as an elder of my village telling stories in the future of the way things were back in the day. <laughs> back, back in the 21st century, I mean shit, I guess we gonna still be in it in a minute. Back all them years ago, okay? You know, everything is, if, if everything uh, works out. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm really trying to figure out why is it that there are so many, well, honestly, these are rhetorical questions for myself, but as for people that probably don't really consider asking these questions, why is it that there are so many black men and women trying their hardest to convince black women that black men are now women, the ones that are, I guess, transgendered? Um, then they get in madder than a bitch <laughs> when we choose free will and we decide, especially uh, most women, black women, decide, nah, I don't think I want to go that route. No, I don't think I can really subscribe to that. Why all of a sudden is it, oh shit, and let's argue and let's try to, you know, get aggressive and really get you to motherfucking understand that this is what it is. <laughs> then, the mainstream media, via its raggedy ass TV shows and commercials, predominantly shows black men with you know, other cultures such as white women or Asians or anybody, you know, mostly anybody but really like black on black. So then it just got me wondering like, wait a minute, so now if everybody in our community is now trying to convince us that this is what the fuck's about to be going on with our warrior powerful men, and now you also gonna show us black women, I'm sorry, black men with everybody but us, what the fuck, what do we, so what you want us to do? You want us to, oh, okay, so we, we supposed to go out there and, uh, you know, what do we, what do we, what, what exactly do you want us to do? <laughs> Black women, every other women, if all the other women in all the other cultures suddenly want our men, after all the shit white women's ancestors used to do, suddenly, <laughs> 
And, uh, and now you're telling me that our men are turning into women and we're supposed to accept it. Then what the fuck? You know what? I, I, I discovered that the attack on black women is still silently happening. You know? Um, and, and why is this an attack on black women? Because nobody wants us to... I, I'm starting to feel like nobody wants us to have our men. And I say that sarcastically because that's always really been the objective from the beginning. The destruction of the black family. Y'all should already know that. And if you don't know, then you better know about how it was actually systematic. They're always throwing out the phrase systematic everything, but they don't say what was. And then they're using systemic, so now motherfuckers are confused. But yeah, the destruction of the, the black family was systematic. Um, and we know this. I'm not going to delve into that. That's something we know. But um, it's still silently happening. And now they just, they trying to, you know, get that, you know, make us accept that by any means necessary. Even from, again, and it always starts from within. Like I said, why are black men and black women, some of them, now trying to get us to understand that the black little boys is finna train, they finna come out women now. And, 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 and that's what it is. Hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, nobody really wants black on black love like they, well, let me not, you know, I'm not, a, I don't like to generalize statements. I wrote that in my notes, but let me be clear. A lot of people don't want black on black love, a black on black family that, that actually, and not only just be black on black, but actually unconditionally love each other for real without wickedry and, and, and everyone actually feels loved because being loved and feeling loved are two different things. Okay? But yes, that kind of black family is impenetrable. Um, and let me be clear. This is gonna be controversial. I like to always give warning shots. That way motherfucker's not surprised. <laughs> and let me be clear. I'm talking about black people with black mothers. Yes. Yes, I said it. I'm not talking to I'm not I'm not really talking to mixed people right now cuz you remember back in the day mixed people it was uh, mixed, 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 mixed. So, let me be clear. I'm talking about black people with black mothers and black grandmothers cuz that's very important. Um, you know what I'm saying? And and you know yeah, I said it. The mixed lines are, are too thin right now. We don't even know who's black anymore. So it's for me and my household. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And it's crazy out here. So now it's like, I'm going to be like, well, is your mama black? And is her mama black? Okay, I guess that's black enough for me because right now I don't know what's happening. And, and then I want to see it on the birth certificate because there's a lot of you know actors and acting and things happening going on around here. We don't know what's going on and who is who so yeah i said it the mixed lines are too thin we don't know who's black anymore um and if your mama is fully black with a black mama and a black daddy that's who i'm talking about anyways but back on the topic of this whole situation where now suddenly we're supposed to as black women just accept every fucking thing including uh as you know the angela stan and king i'm sorry i said it like i said it as if it was her instagram uh, handle which that is but as Angela Stan King, you know, emphasizes the castration, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna go for that. Um, and in the past few months, I've seen a, a, you know, a black lesbian officially announced from her social media that, you know, after the little Nas character recently released his little demonic video, that all black men will be gay soon. And I'm like, what the fuck? You, what? No. And why the fuck do you? Why? Why? Are, you're a lesbian. Why are you even talking about it? <laughs> why why but why are you even saying that it doesn't even make any sense like i don't even understand why that gotta be something that is like oh even said but it was from within um i've seen what used to be one of my favorite black artists and some of his art is up here on the wall and i, I think i'm gonna keep it up i like it but uh, you know <laughs> he said and i ain't gonna say who it is because i'm not giving away no free no free uh publicity from this platform I, i'm just not Y'all wouldn't do it for me, so I ain't saying no names. That's why I don't say no names. It ain't because I don't want to say them. I'm just ain't going to say nothing. And maybe when I release a uh, tell-all book here soon, you all will know who is who and what's what. But anyways, 
I saw one of my favorite artists up here publicly try to convince his platform, and I mentioned this on another episode of my podcast, uh, 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 that black men are women. And he's a black man. He's, you know, you know, got a wife with children and whatnot. But you're going to try and tell me that black men are women now. You're going to post it on your, po- your, your page. <laughs> okay, and so and so, I've been seeing a lot of black people trying to do the same thing and, and trying to convince black women now. And and you know, hey, I'm not going for that. And guess what? I don't have to. And and no, it's not motherfucking anything to got do it got to do with a phobia but at the same time if a motherfucker's scared of a of anything that doesn't you know make any sense then let them have their phobia and so now i'm seeing a lot of black people from their little platforms trying their hardest to try to condition black women into believing that okay yeah black men are women or or i'm sorry trans you know, black men are women. And listen, and we as black women don't have to go for that shit because, uh, 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 first of all, how in the hell are we going to keep life moving if, if now suddenly you, you know, what the fuck? Anyways, and if women of every other culture hate their men so much and, and suddenly want a black man and people of my own culture are aggressively trying to condition us into the belief that black men are women, what the fuck, like I said, are natural black women who bleed every month because uh, 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 I believe that's that's going to start needing to be an emphasis. What are we going to do, you know, if they don't want to marry a white or Asian man? Anyway, so that was just my thoughts on the situation and just a, a perspective, a perspective, a perspective. That was my perspective on the situation. Okay, and don't come over here with all that other shit. Yes, I'm anti anything that is not for a a black on black, you know, procreation and and love and all that. Yeah, I can be anti and maybe you motherfuckers need to go read read and go, you know, pick up your phone and, you know, Google and define anti. It's totally okay. If it, you know. Anyways, listen, I just want to end this story by saying, fuck accepting people being what they want to be to a certain extent, especially when it's a detriment to the culture and to nature and a whole lot of other shit. For example, by that logic, should we allow a person who enjoys having sex with children be who they want to be? I mean, where the fuck do we draw the lines at? A 40-year-old man who enjoys sex with a four-year-old? He wants to be who he wants to be. Think about that while we supposed to be accepting all kind of just, just, just crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So no, I'm not accepting none of that shit because it's fucking wrong, it's inappropriate, it's disgusting on so many levels. And so is anything that is trying to instill the idea and condition the the mindset that now uh you know little boys turning into girls at a young age or even ever at this point is just something that needs to be conditioned into everybody's psyche and yeah it's gonna yes and if you don't accept it you're a bad person no bitch (laughs) no no okay anyways that's that. Hey, and, and like I say all the time at the end of this podcast, go ahead and talk to me if you want to talk to me. Uh, but you know, I'm going to match the energy. Anyway, so next segment. Let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about the weather. In this segment, I briefly run through the current temperatures and weather fluctuations across the country and somewhere abroad at the time of this podcast. Um, And today, it is Sunday, May 23rd. Two plus three is five, that's a good number. Um, 
yeah, 2021. It's been a beautiful day out too. Really, really sunny, nice, nice temps out here in Atlanta, but you you definitely in boxing the pollen and mosquito season. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a little congestion happening here because of all of that. You know, you love, you want to sit under a tree and out here in Atlanta, you go pay for it, especially during allergy season. But anyways, a little story behind this, as you've heard on my other episodes, um, I love and pay attention to the weather, the sky, nature. As a child and present day, my maternal grandfather had the Weather Channel permanently playing in his room at all times at, you know, at my grandparents' house. Um, and you know how they used to have the soaps and, and Walker, Texas and Judge Mathis and all of them. He had that too, but the Weather Channel was definitely playing in the background on one of the TVs, okay? <laughs> And so to this day, um, he can always tell you what's going on in your city, uh, what, what's, bit, what's about to happen, uh, and all that as it pertains to the weather. So I feel like I got to keep the trend going, right? Got to keep the, the el some of your good elders' trends going. <laughs> and so right now in Atlanta, as I said, it's, you remember at the, uh, at the beginning of this season, at the start of this podcast, I was complaining about how cold it is. Well, I'm not gonna complain about how this sauna hit me earlier when I went outside. I mean, it really was like a, a real shift. It real, it felt real sauna-like outside, breathtaking. But it's been a long winter and I'm grateful that summer is finally here in Atlanta. It will not be going down to 50 degrees during that period of trying to adjust to warmer temps. And then suddenly 90, 90 is here now, it's here. It's gonna be here for the next four months. Yes, yes, and I'm excited to see it. And it's 90s across the board here in Atlanta for the next two weeks. Um, moving right along, right across the way, two hours away. All right, maybe I'll go four hours away to Savannah, Georgia. I love Savannah, 88 degrees. And you know, they're next to an ocean front, but they got water out there, so it's a, it's a little breezier, but still humid and all that jazz. What is the humidity in Savannah? Let me check. 39%, not too bad. Um, Miami, one of my favorite cities. Whew, 79 degrees, nice 80 tropical temps these next couple of weeks. Nice mid 80s and the sun is shining down in Miami, 59% humidity. Virginia Beach, hey. Vibe Beach, and I go to Vibe Beach because my bloodlines, they all from the Virginia area, the DMV, so Vibe Beach, you know, they looking good, 90 degrees, it get humid out there in Vibe Beach, but they still fluctuating from 90 to 70 to 80 to 90 to 70, you know, they got that waterfront out there at the beach, so um, it kind of fluctuates, I guess, but 36% humidity, so that's not too bad, because during like the July, and I know it get, ooh, I remember the last time, one of the last times where I actually went during humid months in Virginia, I don't. I think everything just melted the fuck off, everything. Eyebrows, back, I think that was when I had, when I was still wearing like uh, uh, perms, that when I experienced that kind of humidity back in the day, damn near fucking, <laughs> I damn near melted. So yeah. <laughs> Enjoy these cool Virginia beach temperatures right now and i'm sorry these uh low humid temps all right out there in texas and i do claim texas too so the cities i claim is of course in my city i was born and raised in las vegas uh virginia uh, uh virginia beach in portsmouth and uh i claim colleen i guess i was there a, a while so i claim it <laughs> But out there in Austin, oh my gosh, it's going to rain for the next five days. Please don't bring that shit over here. And by the time I edit this uh, podcast, the rain will probably have subsided. But as of the recording of this podcast, it's raining from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh my goodness. But don't bring that shit over here. It looks like it's not going to rain here in Atlanta for a couple weeks. So please don't bring it, whatever you do, because we see enough rain around these parts. I promise you. As I've said, it's hot Atlanta for two or three months <laughs> Trust me, because the winters are long, but the rain is real, okay? Rain Lanta. Anyway, something, something aqua Lanta, something, something wet, wet Lanta, there we go. Anyways, um, okay, so uh, speaking of my hometown in the city of Las Vegas, 
you know, where it's 9% humidity, dry heat, baby. <laughs> it is 81 degrees in fucking May. This is astonishing. My peoples was telling me that it's starting to feel real tropical out there. 81 degrees, 90s and stuff, but it's still May. It ain't July, it ain't, you know, August yet. So we'll see if it gets to the triple digits, because you know how Vegas do. Um, and L.A. is 72 degrees. You know how they do. It's nice. It's about 80, 70. They're going to have a 68 degree here next Sunday. I'm recording this on uh, May 23rd, Sunday. So I guess the Sunday from now. No, not I guess. It's going to actually happen. The next Sunday, it's going to be 68 degrees. And finally... I'm going to go to somewhere international. Let's go to Cairo, Egypt. 70. It's 70 degrees in, in Egypt or Kemet, which is the whole entire area in my, in my, as far as how I, as far as I'm concerned, Africa. <laughs> it is 70 degrees. Wait a minute. What time is it? Right now it's 1 a.m. So at about midnight. It's 70 degrees. That's a nice cool temp. And then during the day, it's 90s, 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 100. So like I said, just like uh, Las Vegas, quite similar temperatures in that aspect. Um, and as you know, Vegas is dry heat. And so it's, well, no, Cairo's not. It's 73%. So uh, humidity out there. So it's a little humid. But it seems like it has some nice cool airs at, 70, uh, at uh, nighttime. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, so that's the weather report. Make sure you pay attention to your skies. See what's happening outside. Don't just look about, you know, don't look, just look at what's in front of you, but look at what's around you, above you, below you. See what's happening in your environment, okay? Cheers. All right, so. Oof. The debunkery. Next. <laughs> <laughs> this is the next segment. In this segment, I discuss something in mainstream media, especially the Breakfast Club, and highlight where they fucked up at. And oh my gosh, as I said, I haven't recorded since April, and there has been a lot of shit <laughs> that the media and the Breakfast Club have been fucking up at. So I really had to condense this because, whoo, child. But um, let's get started. Recently, your boy, Justin Bieber, debuted some dreadlocks. Now, I say it like that because, yes, um, and this is not racist. I'm just, you know, whatever. When white people wear them, I call them dreadlocks because that's what they said about, you know, our hair historically. So, and then when they actually do put dreads in their hair, I, to me, it looks kind of dreadful. That's my opinion. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I'm only talking about, I like, I'm talking about melaninated locks. That's, that's, I don't know about the other ones. But theirs do be kind of looking dreadful. But, um, but ours are locks, so that's the distinguishment. But whatever, that's just my perspective, whatever. You ain't got to agree or disagree or whatever, and, and, and whatever. But, yes, they be looking dreadful to me when they wear them. But anyways, so, your boy, Charlemagne, spoke up about that. But he didn't speak of it in, in a way that protects, you know, the culture he talks about the culture so much but then he says basically are locks even sacred anymore and i don't know what episode of 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 the rumor report or whatever that he said this on but I, it's up there on uh their youtube he just was basically like are locks sacred anymore everybody wears them who cares the fuck is he talking about <laughs> why when it comes to our culture black culture a subculture of Kemet? which is our culture, Kemet being, like I said about the weather report, Egypt, and, 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 and all, and as it pertains to me, everything. That's the entire continent. Why, when it comes to our culture, it's for everybody, and everybody can do it and wear it and dance it and sing it. But if, here recently, for example, Kenya Moore uh, on Real Housewives of Atlanta, yes, I still watch it, yes, that's my little, that's my little guilty pleasure, shut up. Um, <laughs> Kenya Moore had to apologize to the Native American community for wearing a Cherokee head feather costume. But that's, that was wrong um, for her to wear the costume. But it's okay for Justin Bieber to want to wear locks. And everybody that's not, you know, especially 
you know, they don't even know the history of it. They don't even respect the history of locks just wearing them. They didn't know. I don't agree. And stop fucking playing. Let's normalize people apologizing to the diaspora black people for the shit they've done. And let's normalize protecting the culture. That is a sacred hairstyle. Talking about everybody wearing them. Everybody's black and, and as they should. But now what? All the other, now y'all want to be, what? But I guess they're always doing what we're doing, right? Huh? They're always doing what we're doing, right? On the topic of that, uh, the code switching in the other cultures besides black people, when they code switching to, you know, talk articulately, or is it really code switching? Is it just speaking articulate in a moment where articulation is needed? But as it pertains to real ass code switching, I'm seeing a lot of cultures do this whole, they talk normal, but when they want to catch an attitude and get real jazzy, they turn into black people. Huh? All of a sudden, the, the, the regular, you know, the white girl who do her white thing, suddenly she's taking on somebody's personality that is not her reflection in that moment. But then she go back. They code switching to become more, you know, more, you know what we got. It's so interesting to see, but that's another conversation. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Anyways, Justin, take that shit out your hand. We did, I don't approve of that. Stay out of our shit. Stay out of our shit. I don't even understand. Just go. Just do your little R&B thing. And just, just why now you got... And, and it's weird, too, because a lot of... You know, they're really doing like Tom, Tom Hanks' uh, son doing the patois, trying to act like he's speaking patois. You know, it's, it's weird how what's happening with, you know, not only have the Caucasian culture, I guess, came in and started trying to take on the characteristics of our culture only when it comes to hood and hip-hop stuff and, and you know, the, the jazzy and the vibrant parts. But now, is trying to take on the Caribbean culture too? I don't understand what's, I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. But anyways, next in the debunkery. Then in another episode, I call it GED Charla. Because he always talks about his GED. That's what he said. Because there's a GED Charla. And now he got a doctorate from his, he got an honorary doctorate from his one of his colleges out there in his hometown of North Carolina, wherever he's from. Uh, he got that, so there's two of them. But the GED version of him says, you can't heal what you don't reveal. And my question is, reveal to who? That's subjective. If you choose to, on your platform, reveal publicly, that's on you. But the revealing can be in any form. It doesn't have to be publicized and constantly repeated every episode. For example, when Sharla is constantly announcing that he stopped cheating on and hurting his wife in that way for four years. He talked about that on a recent episode, how the reason why he announces it so much is because uh, he wears it as a badge of honor, like, like a crackhead or an alcoholic who's finally stopped doing those things. Uh, that hurt himself, he feels like he really overcame an addiction. So is he saying that he had a sex addiction? I don't know. I'm not trying to create no narrative or nothing. But, I mean, those people made the announcement because it was an addiction and it was something that was, you know, really destroying them. So is he saying that he had, like, an addiction to cheating and so that's why he's saying that old shit? <laughs> I stopped cheating on my wife after, and I've have, I've stopped cheating for four years. It's just kind of weird. I under, I can understand if he's saying that it's an addiction, but if he's not, then what? Why the constant announcement? And then how is that making her feel? You know, he's literally publicly reactivating trauma in his wife just so he can have his bullshit badge of honor. Because according to him, like I said. Uh, you know, he says that for men who have chronically and carelessly cheated on the women that they allegedly love, it's exciting that they finally stopped. So he didn't say that it was an addiction. I guess it's just really exciting that they finally stopped hurting the person that they really want to be with, but they also want to be with other people. That's why I'm like, nigga, I mean, why don't you just be polygynous? But anyways, yeah, I guess it is exciting. Like a crackhead who finally overcame crack. Um, and on that episode where he was talking about all that, one of the male callers even called and disagree with how he just is constantly emphasizing that part, you know, but hey, I guess you would have to admit that it, there might have been some type of addictive, you know, 
situation included in that as to why you would want to continually announce it and then compare that to somebody that is an AA or somebody that overcame an addiction. Anyways, like I said, this is the debunkery. It's providing a new perspective. That's what the Goody Jar blog presents Storytime with Naya Good is all about. A plethora of delicious stories and topics. Anyways, in my last little segment, there was so much. You, you don't even understand how much I condensed this because I had so much shit that I wanted to debunk. But, hey, they was on a roll. They was on a roll to Breakfast Club. Um, I guess there's here recently there was a situation with Olivia Dope and Joe Budden. I don't really know who Olivia Dope is, and I don't say that to be dismissive. Um, and I didn't go try to research it. Um, I just heard it via, you know, this platform. Um, I guess there was a situation where she felt like she had, you know, gotten, I guess, you know, sexually harassed or whatever. Not sexually assaulted, but sexually harassed because Joe Budden made an inappropriate joke. And on the rumor report here recently, Angela Yee continues to push the narrative that women are too weak and scared to immediately reveal anything that pertains to sexual harassment or sexual assault. And I just have a fucking big problem with that because in my opinion, it just seems like it's a weak ass situation to continue to fucking do, to just keep all of that inside that somebody sexually harassed or assaulted you and it made you feel uncomfortable. So you're holding it in because you don't want to and you're scared of losing your job and ba 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 ba. So you keep it inside and then you reveal it years later. I have a problem with that. One of my problems is, is that now you're leaving room for it to continue to happen with other people. And now it's just continuing a weak ass narrative. And I think that's not something that women need to keep doing at this point in time. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of Angelina. I'm sorry. I'm tired of Angela Yee representing women at this point because every time she, in my opinion, decides to represent women, she represents them in a real weak ass. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if it happens, you can't. You gotta. Meanwhile, men represent themselves as ah. Her, yeah, and we this, and we running shit, and women represent themselves like that as a certain extent until a man does something to them. Now it's like I don't know which. <laughs> so as long as as long as women like her are representing women, women will never step into their power. She continually, like I said, paints the narrative that women are just too frequent, scared, delicate, and fragile to say anything when a man does something to them. Stop it. Then Joe Budden actually apologizes about whatever Olivia Dope was upset about. And then Angela finds something wrong with that on the rumor report with his apology. She's mad about how something he did. And I listened to the tape and I'm like, I don't see what the fuck she's mad about, but whatever. Um, women need to stop accepting being the victim, okay? And be the damn victor for once. And, and, and I really want to say that again. <laughs> Women need to stop accepting being the victim like it's okay and be the damn victor for once and or maybe the villain in a sexual harassment or assault situation. Fuck it. The fuck are you? What? <laughs> it don't even make any sense. Why would I be the victim in that situation? Which motherfucker you wrong if you were sexually assaulting, sexually assaulting, harassing anybody? So what the fuck I'm uh, uh, being scared for? No. What's good? But yes. What the fuck? Women need to stop accepting being the victim and be the damn victor for once and or maybe the villain in a sexual harassment or assault situation. Joe made an inappropriate joke. Charlemagne and Envy do that all the fucking time in front of Angela and she's perfectly comfortable with it according to the audio. So in a couple of years, is Angela going to come out and say she wasn't? Hmm? And as for Olivia, I feel like in the future, act less like a punk and, and say something on sight. 
here, this is Angela Yee. When somebody says you, they should say something, I'll say, no, because they probably are scared and they don't feel uncomfortable and they're going to feel uncomfortable and they might pop up, fuck all that. That shit got to stop. You got to nip that shit in the motherfucking bud. It's like she want to keep, you know, keeping it a secret is only going to keep it going. The fuck? This bullshit. And I can kind of understand an actual rape victim being apprehensive to come forward about some shit because that that is fucked up. You feel violated. But don't be apprehensive because of fear. Be I, I understand the apprehension of violation. And then here and, and and if I said that, Angela, you would probably say something like, Well, you can't tell somebody how to feel. No, I'm saying that this could be a different uh, option to take. A different idea, a different route. Okay. You know? Damn. Anyways, you weak-ass type of women are refusing to speak up about a man saying something to you is not okay. Especially if it's just something inappropriate. It ain't even something like, bitch, I want to fuck, you know, at the desk. It's something inappropriate, you know, like how Charlemagne and Envy be doing on their show. So just step up or shut up. This shit is bullshit. Say something. If you see something and something happens, you say something or do something. But stop. Don't please don't take Yee's uh, uh, advice of just keeping it all inside and letting it destroy you and you keeping it and holding it in. Say something. Okay. And that's the debunkery, guys. Like I said in that segment, I discussed something in mainstream media, especially the Breakfast Club and highlight where they fucked up at. Especially that one because that's a platform that a lot of people do be listening to. So, you know, as I always say, diversify your platforms. Listen to me. <laughs> listen to lots of podcasts. Listen to them. Listen to Pharaoh. You know, and listen to a lot of people so you could really see what the fuck going on. Because a lot of people and a lot of things are not don't have the best intentions. Especially if it's encouraging you to be fearful in any way shape or form, all right? All right. Let's get into these announcements. Go to www.nyagood.com and peep all my content. Let me tell you what I got. I got the Goody Jar blog, which is my article series, my blog that I've been writing for the last almost, almost about to be 10 years now. Um, and I have narrated version of that as well. Uh, go check out the Sensual miniseries, which is an erotic miniseries that I wrote, talking about all kind of just delicious and sensual sexual situations. And I also have the narrated version of that available on my uh, YouTube, the same place where you're probably watching this and listening to this from. Also... If you didn't know, this is all my music playing in the background. So that's why I got permission <laughs> to play it, copyright it. Yes, yes. And so um, go check that out on all streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, uh, Amazon, you name it. Um, like, subscribe, and share. Um, I, like I said, I'm a vocalist, a gifted vocalist, so I have, I offer BGVs, vocal production and writing. Just hit me up on uh, my website via email or my Instagram if you need anything. I have music, like I said, Shut Up, playing right now in the background, Blow Your Mind and Feather, and some more music coming on the way, but those are the few songs that you can find on all those platforms. Um, and I'm also offering professional proofreading if you don't want to edit it, I got you. <laughs> um, speaking of my music, I recently had a performance and it was really exciting. Yes, I, I had stopped performing for a little minute because I wanted to kind of build up my own music, build up my content. Back in Texas, I used to do a lot of covering of other people's songs. So I wanted to build up my, you know, catalog so that I could have other songs to sing besides other people's songs. But, um, you know, I'm always going to throw one in there. This was a short little uh, show that I did. But um, so I only sang two songs. I sang uh, my favorite song by Mila J, Kicking Back, because uh, she say everything good over here. And I love to sing songs with my last name sometimes, too. Uh, everything good. You know, shit. So I sang that and then I did get to perform Shut Up. You can see that performance on my Instagram. I will be uploading it to YouTube soon. 
um, but right now it's on my Instagram. And be on the lookout on my YouTube. I did just do a video of all, a compilation of all my performance videos because before I perform, I like to see my other performances and get hyped up. So then I just decided to create a little medley. So you could also check that out on YouTube. Check it out. And it is available on my uh, website as well. Um, I also saw a homegirl from Iraq, my homegirl Cassie, shout out to her. Uh, she came to my show and I'm so grateful. I love people that capture my performances. She got a good shot of it. Um, story about her, you know, uh, her and I used to sing in the choir 10 years ago. Shit, damn near 12 years ago um, in Iraq. The spirit of the rock choir. Now those was in my religious days. I have no longer, I don't know, I no longer subscribe to religion. But uh, back then we used to sing in the choir together. We was the altos. You know how the altos, the altos with attitude. So yes, yes, and so yeah. Go check that performance out. Shout out to you, Cassie. Thank you for capturing that performance video. You know, if you guys have any music that you want me to play in the background of my podcast, hit me up. Like I said, I own the copyrights of my music, so that's why I be playing it all. So if you own your copyrights, hit me up. I'll play your music in the background so people will know. I will announce it in everything. Okay? I want to shout out a few of my favorite black-owned businesses and franchises. Slutty Vegan. I figured since I'm always shouting them out and talking about the ambassadorship, I should also shout out some other, you know, uh, black-owned businesses that I really rock with. So Slutty Vegan, yes, yes. And, you know, if you listen to my other episodes, you know the dealio. Go to Slutty Vegan, check it out. You know, pre-check the menu because their menu changes. Uh, it's definitely a vibe. It's an experience. Um, right now, I'm wearing another one of my favorite black-owned businesses, a merchandise, Body Envy, which is black-owned and operated by Mrs. Two Weeks Out. Um, and she is on Instagram and she's super dope, but I love this. She always comes out really, really dope gym apparel, really dope, uh, that type of apparel, you know, uh, gym and casual wear apparel, I guess, because you can also wear the gym apparel. If it's cute, you can wear it as an outfit <laughs> and just roam around, even if you didn't go to the gym. <laughs> but anyways, this is her new fish, one of her, uh, new things that she has. So I got it <laughs> and I love it. I love a crop top hoodie. And I love a little fishnet every once in a while. And also, finally, I want to shout out one of my new favorite black woman artists, J Vinyl Arts. I just got one of her pieces, if you can see it. Miss Thang in the background. Those are all real vinyl pieces as her fro. J Vinyl, one word, J Vinyl Arts on Instagram. Um, those are my little announcements. I also want to make one more announcement. You know I'm going to throw some shit <laughs> into the announcements because this is story time with Naya. Good, all right? Listen, the other day I was on Instagram on one of my, uh, uh I saw something. I saw something. If you see something, say something. And, um, oh, this was this was about. My show, The Challenge. On a couple of other podcast episodes, I have talked to you about my show, The Challenge, that I love so much. Uh, that is on MTV and Paramount. Anyways, uh, they have posted up one of the one of the one of the uh, main characters from the show that's always up there. It's a reality show, really active and 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 physical and intelligent and all kind of things. Go watch the show. Anyways, um, they have posted up a throwback image on the Challenge Overdose, which is an Instagram page that just shows all of the different players and things and videos of things that they've done over the 20 years that this show has been on television. And they posted a guy that had said something from back in the day that was racially charged and inappropriate. Um, and for some reason, a white woman in the chat or in the, on the post was upset at me because I did not get mad at something he said this particular person from the show said 10 years ago. Uh, and when I did not agree with it, she diverted right back to racism. She commented to somebody else that looked just like her and her response specifically was they, meaning black people, cry about not having allies and then shame the allies for not speaking up. And so I just, let, let me be clear to my listeners. Uh, uh, the people that are like me, because I can't speak for all, everybody in my, in my culture, but the people that like me, uh, 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 you know, never ask for allies. The we like me 
wanted you to hold your racist white man's and your racist white woman's accountable. Okay? I don't need an ally. Okay? Something that remind me of a verse in a Kanye West song. I, I can't think of it verbatim right now because I fuck with Kanye. But, uh, yeah, no, we didn't know. Hold your people accountable. What the fuck is an ally if, if you're not being held accountable? And then when somebody don't agree with you, you suddenly go talk to your homegirl and say, see what they do? They? <laughs> no, no, boo-boo. No, so, you're, listen, you're not the superhero white women of everybody's issues. And don't be getting mad when motherfuckers don't agree, okay? Agree to disagree. And that once, you know, and I also want to mention, because I'm going to talk about this on another episode, because season two is going to be real crazy. This was the introductory season, but but trust me on this. Season two, I'm about to reveal some really interesting stories that have happened. But um, I feel like her response correlates with how some white people treat their black partner in biracial relationships. You know, like I said, I got a story about that. I'm saving that for season two. Be on the lookout, okay? Um, also, I've been seeing this a lot in, in current uh, news, uh, going woke. Now they have made it like a whole phrase, going woke. Um, for instance, they said the Golden Globes is going woke because there were no black people in the Hollywood foreign press, they little group or whatever. Uh, association and so then Tom Cruise in a big beautiful display of I guess unity <laughs> in dramatic cancer fashion astrologically returns his golden globes he says no I don't want my golden globes anymore and so my thing is is okay he did it and we know he's white are any of the black recipients gonna return theirs though and so at some point that's why I said I like to provide a different perspective. Um, I kind of think Tom is making a whole mockery of it, kind of. Like saying, well, shit, if black people are so upset about not being in the HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, why don't you give your globes back like I did? I have not seen any stories since that, uh, since that happened <laughs> of anybody doing what he did because, you know, when you're in the industry such as that, all you want is recognition from motherfuckers that don't look like you. That's who you, that they, they value that recognition more. And they value those things that they, they give them more. So they not finna relinquish no motherfucking globes just cause Tom Cruise did it. I didn't see nothing follow up after that. So I feel like sometimes it's a, you think something is a grand gesture, but I really think it was like a, a oh, well, if they so mad, then what the fuck? That's my perspective. I don't know how you feel. All right. <laughs> Shit is crazy around here. Anyways, guys. All right. So, in vaccine news, <laughs> it's a crazy time, ain't it? In vaccine news, let me get specific. This virus and vaccine is Bill Gates. So I'm going to just, uh, sometimes I use PSYOP, psychological operation, which it is. But the Bill Gates just seems more specific. And it's so funny that they're in recent news, the Gates couple, for breaking up and all this stupid shit. Hmm. But yes, the virus and the vaccine, the Bill Gates. In Bill Gates news, I heard the Michelle Obama PSA about you guys need to go get the vaccine. Uh, all this advertisement around it. Ain't this some shit? It's so it's interesting how they really, they've been advertising all they bull pills and bullshit for years. So this really falls right in line with what they've been doing, but they really pushing this shit and, and the treachery is real. The motherfucking treachery is real. Um, yeah, I said it <laughs> and she said it's safe. Is it Michelle? Is it? Additionally, how about y'all keep your little medical status to yourself? You've been doing that thus far. Now, like I said, I've been saying this in a couple of my episodes. Now everybody can't wait to show us you getting the needle in your arm. What the fuck? You got stickers. You're making announcements. People are conversing about it. Like, whoa, keep your medical status to yourself, boo-boo. And what about the HIPAA laws? Keep your stickers and your status to yourself. But 
If we're talking about talking about shit, excuse me, publicly making an announcement about shit, you know who needs a sticker? You know, all these stickers, voting stickers and vaccine stickers. I truly think that transgenders, they need a sticker. Yeah. Like I said in one of my other episodes, I, oh, oh no, actually, I don't think I might have mentioned this in the episode. They need a fucking sticker. I watched this movie called Secret Society. I didn't know what, I, you know, I saw black people on the cover. It seemed interesting. It's very, I didn't, I didn't know what it was about, so I watched it. And it was a movie about transgenders secretly having sex with all these men without telling them about it. And I was just like, why well, fuck they don't got a sticker? Since we put a stickers and making announcements of things, you know? It's kind of weird. And so what about the HIV patients? You know? You know? Why they didn't have no stickers? Um, and, and then on the topic of that, uh, how do they feel about seeing this vaccine come out so motherfucking quick? You know what I'm saying? And being inseminated into people you know, merely scared of catching a virus, and meanwhile, they're living with an actual one. <laughs> Shit is crazy. It's really, 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 really crazy. Um, you know, the route that a majority of society and the world took as it pertains to this situation. Finally, um, these unsolicited virus and vaccine conversations. I was somewhere, and as soon as the woman walked in, she started saying something about, oh, Governor Kemp, he said you don't have to wear a mask no more. I'm like, I, first of all, why is that the first thing people are saying? Not, can, I, can you say hello? Damn, like, I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, she didn't even say hi. She just said, yeah, did you see? Governor Kemp said, and you know what I said. I said, well, I've already been doing what I want to do besides unless I really, really, you know, respect the space and the venue and I really want to, you know, whatever. But other than that, I've been doing what I want to do. So, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you know, I got free will. Free will. Free will. That need to be emphasized, okay? Okay. All right, so spiritual messages. In this segment, I briefly discuss something that will enlighten you, you know? And so today, when people say that they don't believe in astrology, I gotta tell you that that means that you really just don't even believe in yourself. We are people that are made up of everything. You know what I'm saying? In religion, especially Christianity, <laughs> and remember I told you I don't subscribe to that, but they teach you that your body returns to the dirt because it is dust or dirt. What the fuck? You know religion doesn't teach you the whole truth, yet the truth is there in the scriptures sometimes. They're somewhere, inseminated. You just gotta read beyond what your pastor told you to read when he was preaching. And in Bible study, because a lot of times I really I feel like people don't really read read it right, but um, you know they're quoting things that was already quoted, regurgitating, <laughs> regurgitating the information versus uh, actually really reading to understand. But um, yes, your body does return to the earth and the ethers in the forms of all kinds of dust from the earthly dust to the celestial dust it returns to the trees and the oceans all that because you're made of all of that our body is made up of water it needs green veggies and fruits and herbs to propel immunity and properly heal and fully function it needs meditation to balance and calm the mind because this is a crazy supercharged society we're living in with all these you know shit and devices and all these things and the planets and astrology have a lot to do with our mind, body, and spirit. So when people say they don't believe in astrology, that means you don't believe in yourself because astrology is you too, baby. Um, so yeah, just think about that. Think about that. Think about that. Also, in other spiritual news, these last few weeks, I have been blessed with being able to observe these two birds mom pa birds that's what i've been calling them nesting two baby birds in an opening on my patio roof it is just it's giving me chills just thinking about it it's fascinating 
watching both these birds go back and forth, back and forth, getting just individual pieces of food for their babies because obviously these birds are small, so their beaks, their beaks specifically, you know, can't even hold that much. But um, these both these birds go back and forth getting food for their babies with no hands, all beaks. I'm watching them fly, come back and have food in their mouth and put it in their baby mouth. I might add the video that I captured of the mama bird doing that to this uh, end of this video that I'm recording for my podcast on YouTube. So if you're just listening on my audio version, make sure you go listen or go watch the video. But... You know, I'm watching the birds get get an individual piece of food, you know, bugs and some shit out there and, and and one by one and bring it back to their babies. And and it's crazy to think that and it just caused me to reflect, you know, on the other scale of things. There's some parents with fully functioning arms and legs that refuse to even do an iota of what those two birds are doing. Mom, pa, bird uh, for their babies. The babies are chirping when mom and pa come back. Right now, as it's even as of today, I think the mom is teaching the birds to use they they singing, and I, I don't know. They seem like they're getting louder, and I'm watching their heads start to pop out even more in the nest. It's so fascinating, um, but I don't disturb them, you know. And the mom and pa they be hanging out at the, you know, they hanging out on the patio. It's just so crazy to just observe this, and I'm so grateful because any type of visits and things from animals is really just a, a message of divinity and just a beautiful thing and I'm so grateful that they chose you know my area they feel safe and all of that so yeah man it's quite fascinating to uh to 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 really witness um but anyway so yeah pay attention like I say in my weather report pay attention to your surroundings pay attention to the animals what they doing pay attention to the sky Pay attention to what's above. Pay attention to what's going on below. It's some, it's some fascinating things happening around us if you just take a moment to observe. All right. Moving right along in the next segment. Okay. I said this was going to be a long episode. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys are enjoying episode six of Storytime with Naya Good. <laughs> All right, so you know I like to read a book, baby, a good book, and my incense is about to go out. So let me go ahead and light a new couple of incense. You know I keep the incense burning. If you ever been here in my space, um, I keep incense burning. You know, I keep them burning. And I found a, my fa- one of my favorite uh, black-owned uh, businesses out here. Well, partially black-owned businesses out here. She just added Palo Santo incense to her inventory. That is a Palo Santo burner dream. Um, Yes, so, you know, if you can find some Palo Santo incense, get into it. It's a blessing. (laughs) It's a blessing because you know you got to light that Palo Santo. But anyway, so in my must-read segment today, my must read segment. In this segment, I read a few passages from a book I wanna highlight. I love reading and narrating and talking about a good book. And so, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I'm I'm always uh, reading a book. I'm reading some good books right now, woo-wee! But, um, but yes, in episode five, I read My Sister the Serial Killer. I introduced you to that because I want to kind of read some fiction books. The first few episodes of my podcast, I was reading, you know, the other books, the, you know, the historical, the, the empowering. So I want to, you know, I got to diversify. This is the Goody Jar blog, a plethora of delicious stories and topics. And for this segment, books. And so I read uh, My Sister the Serial Killer, which was set in Nigeria. So in this episode, I want to take you to London, baby. And I think I might do a little accent when I read this one. And I want to, I want to introduce you to Queenie from Jamaica. So she's, you know, Jamaican by uh, uh, roots, living in London. Uh, you know, born and raised in London. And listen, in this segment I'm about to read y'all, listen, even in London, baby, don't touch black women's hair. And this and the book cover art is so freaking dope too. Her, her queenie's hair is in a braided bun. 
Okay, the book cover is orange. She got gold earrings in her ear. The font is gold. And also, she got a foreword from Candace Bushnell, who wrote Sex in the City, for all of my women that, you know, know about Sex in the City. So I thought that was pretty dope. Okay, so let's get into it. Queenie by Candace Cardi Williams. Let me shout out the author, too. I don't forgot. She lives in London, and she's super dope. Go get the book. Go get the book. Like I said, this is a must-read segment. If you want to know all her details, Google her or get the book or do both. All right? All right. And it reads, I ain't going to do an accent because I feel like I didn't hear it first. Only way I could do my accents is if I hear it first and then I do it. So just imagine this is a London accent. All right. And it reads, I didn't want to come here. You're the one who chose it, I protested. Kiyazaki gently moved my head away from the heater so that my hair didn't catch fire. Yeah, but you're the one who lives in Brixton. You should have warned, you should have warned me in it, she said, pursing her lips. I laughed. I can't keep up with all of Brixton's changes. Queenie, you're Caribbean. Brixton is you lot's domain. You should know what's going on in your area. The same way that I'm African and Peckham is my lot's domain. I know what's happening in Peckham, Kiyazaki informed me. So why didn't you choose somewhere in your domain, I asked her. I need to broaden my horizons, break out of the ends. My search for Mr. Wright continues and I ain't finding him in, and I ain't finding him in Peckham, she said reading a message on her phone, but True says this club is too dead for me. My cousins are at a rave on Old Kent Road. You want to come? We went to slide our way inside and were stopped by a drunk girl with short pink hair who reached out and ran her hands through my twist as if they weren't attached to my scalp. Oh my God, I love it so much. She gasped, mesmerized. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Kiyazaki said. <laughs> What the fuck do you think you're doing, Kiyazaki said, grabbing the girl by the wrist and pushing her hand away. You can't do that. Oh my God, the girl whimpered, clutching her wrist as if Kiyazaki had snapped it. Don't fucking touch people like they're your property. Kiyazaki shouted at the girl, you dickhead. The girl's friends hurried around her and cooed over her drunkenly as Kiyazaki and I started to walk away, me tucking my hair into my scarf so that we didn't have a repeat performance. What's going on here? A bouncer with dyed red hair that matched a tight t-shirt that strained over his muscles appeared suddenly from the darkness and put each of his giant hands on mine and Kiyazaki's shoulder. Hey, take your hands off me, Kiyazaki stepped away from him. Ask her what's going on, she gestured at my handler. I was only being nice, the blonde girl said, looking with big blinking eyes at the bouncer. Right. You two, you'll have to leave. The bouncer put his hand back on Kiyazaki's shoulder and pushed us toward the door. We're leaving your shit club anyway, Kiyazaki told him. But if you like your clientele, reaching out to touch black people like we're animals in a petting zoo, then fair play in it. Kiyazaki went off to Old Kent Road while I sat on the bus home. Absolutely astonished. And yet still not entirely shocked by what had happened in the club. It was unfair, whichever way you looked at it, and was pretty indisputable evidence that even in Brixton, where we were meant to be the majority, we weren't. Another reminder that we and our needs didn't matter. Before I got off the bus, I made an internal list of people who could touch my hair. Me, a hairdresser, that's it. That's the whole list. <laughs> yes, y'all, y'all gotta read this book, Queenie by Candace Cardi Williams. She is, like I said, a journalist based in London, and this book takes place in London, um, but Jamaican by roots. And apparently, uh, and this book was written like, when was this written? Hold on, let me tell you, 2019. So even in London, baby, you know, everywhere, they got fucking issues with, you know, race, and people just doing wild shit. Um, and, but one thing we do know, please don't be touching black women's hair. I know it's fascinating and I, and I know all that shit. Yes, it's beautiful, but just don't touch our hair. And don't touch people, period. Like I said, people gotta stop touching people too. It's, I don't understand what's happening around here. And, um, and, and people gotta uh, also rectify the situation when touching happens, okay? Let's be clear. Don't just be letting people touch all on you, okay? I know it's quite fascinating from over there. 
Fascinates over there. <laughs> but don't touch my hair. <laughs> All right, so this is the last segment of episode six Story Time with My Goods, the podcast. Um, and for the last segment of my show, it's just a good word, you know, just a few good words, okay? So this is the good word. Um, and, you know, all season I've been talking about normalizing things, you know, a lot of shit's trying to get normalized. So, you know, try this. Um, normalize not listening to shit you don't want to listen to. Everybody feels like they just gotta hear some shit. They just gotta, they just gotta listen. They just gotta be tuned in to that and this and this. And me and my, my god sister were talking the other day. And we, we broke down the phrases ignorance is bliss and uh, versus oblivious is, obliviousness is bliss. And I mean, you guys go define the words properly. You know I'm gonna always emphasize properly defining the words. Don't just go off what you think you know. Use your phone, hit Google, define the word. Go get a dictionary, do some shit, but figure out the real word. And so ignorance is literally defined as someone that's lacking knowledge and, 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 and lacking intelligence, you know, shit like that. And obliviousness, as a matter of fact, you know, you know, I like to pull up a word. Let's, let's go, let me, I'm not going to go off of how, what I know about it. Let's just define it real quick. You must know the words. You know, let's, let's, let's properly define ignorance because ignorance is bliss sounds good, but let's just be really, really specific. Okay. Ignorance means lack of knowledge or information. Okay. So ignorance is bliss. Okay. Sure. Now let's look at obliviousness. Let's let, let, let's look up oblivious. And oblivious is not aware of or not concerned about what is happening around one. So, is it ignorance is bliss or is it obliviousness is bliss? I choose obliviousness is bliss. So, normalize not listening to shit you don't want to listen to. Normalize not being aware of things you don't want to be aware of, okay? Listen, quiet as is kept. A motherfucker didn't come here into this body to just be fighting everything and all kind of shit that's going on in the world. Choose obliviousness. Normalize that for once. Let's try that out. Okay? Obliviousness is bliss. I'm going with that. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, guys, like I say all the time, there are comments section wherever you're streaming, um, and they are open. Um, I would love to hear from you, but don't get crazy. But like I said, I match energy. I'm not all for that uh, if you go lower, blah, blah, blah. I match energy, eh? But I'm always keep my vibrations high, even if I got to match something else real quick. It's all about balance, you understand? And so I appreciate, love you, and thank you for listening. Be on the lookout for my next episode of Storytime with Nia Good, episode seven. That's going to be the season finale. As I said, check out all my platforms, www.niagood.com. Check out my Instagram, at Naya Good. Go to my YouTube. That can be found by searching Naya Good. And you could even Google me. My Google is kind of lit these days, guys. Check it out. When I Google myself, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> okay. Got a little bit. Got a little bit. But anyways, thank you for listening, loves. I really, I really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. And peace, love, and all that beautiful shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs>